after a couple rough nights up in New York, the Phillies finally get it together last night and get back in the wing column. A six to nothing victory over the New York Mets. We'll break it down. This is Phillies Today. I'm your host, James Seltzer. It is Thursday, April the 25th as we come off. Thank goodness. Some fun, good Philly stuff to talk about. This has certainly been a frustrating week or so. And obviously, yesterday, discussing the uh, the debacle, the 9 nothing debacle the night before and how Jake Arrieta had called out the team the night before that and called out Bryce Harper, at least, certainly, for getting injected. And then they come out just... With a lackluster effort the next night, 9 nothing, um, Just really flat, don't play well. And then Reese Hoskins gets two balls thrown over his head in the ninth inning by a pitcher no one's ever heard of named Jacob Rame. And I don't know how he didn't get thrown out. I think that was my biggest takeaway was that he threw one over Reese's head and then uh, uh, got, there was a warning issue by the end. Then he threw another over his head and didn't get thrown out. But... Regardless, Reese would have some revenge. We'll get to that coming up. But um, after all that and uh, and coming out last night, just multiple things uh, kind of on the table in last night's game. I said yesterday the most interesting game of the season heading in because first and foremost, most importantly, they needed to win. They needed a win. They can't get swept by the Mets in this spot. Now they're 13-11, and 11, tied for the division lead with the Mets. If they had lost, they would have been two games back. Uh, so uh, really a, a big win for the team. And also just after, as we discussed, kind of the rough showing in Colorado and then the first two games in New York, it just felt like a game you needed to win. I know it's early in the season. I'm not going to say that any game on April the 24th is a must-win game by any stretch, but they needed a win last night. And, and it was really good to see them respond, especially because – Early on, it didn't look like they were responding. Granted, uh, they were able to keep the Mets off the board as well. But uh, the other thing on the table was this whole Reese Hoskins thing and him getting thrown out. And how would the Phillies retaliate? You know, the umpires had issued warnings before the game saying, you know, we're going to throw people out if you throw people. And um, we'll get to how it played out. But uh, it was certainly a, a, a volatile situation heading in from multiple perspectives for this Phillies team. And it was also, at least with the start, while the starting pitchers were involved, the slowest game ever. Oh, my God. Vincent Velasquez and Jason Vargas were, it seemed like they were competing to see who could work slower, who could step off the mound more, who could take longer from pitch to pitch. They were like, I'll bet you I could take. No. I don't think so. I'm I'm gonna go longer. Get ready. But luckily, the Phillies got out on the board early and gave us a chance to breathe a sigh of relief with a one nothing lead early. Bryce Harper, a RBI double, scoring JT Romuto was on base three times last night. Um, but then uh, it kind of went cold from there. Luckily, even though he worked slow, Vinny Velasquez found a way to get through it. He wasn't great, but he was solid last night five innings no earned runs three hits a six strikeouts three walks he's he nibbled more than he has recently and again the the slow working while it did seem to work enough for him last night 
um, he did seem to be having some some success working a little quicker in his last few starts. And also just aesthetically, it's, it's brutal to watch when he's working so slowly. It is just such a, a rough watch, especially when Vargas is on the other end. But look, Vinny did enough. Vinny able to get in there, hang in. He gets the W for himself. Um, and look, he gave up no runs in five innings. It's not ideal, but we'll take it, especially on a night where the bullpen was relatively fresh. A lot of arms available as a bunch of guys uh, combined to, to knock it out as uh, Nishak and Dominguez and um, uh, Adam Morgan, the best reliever in this Phillies pen, and Juan Nicasio closes it out. Adam Morgan, by the way, in the, in, in the eighth inning, allows a leadoff base run in the eighth then strikes out back-to-back hitters and then gets a ground out to end the inning. He has yet to allow a run in 10 innings pitched this season. Adam Morgan, I've said it before, I keep saying it here, Adam Morgan is the best reliever on this team, and it is crazy. I don't believe it either, but it's true. I, I have to tell myself it's true because all the dude does is go out and get outs every single time. He is just money in the bank and it's awesome it's great to see look he's always had talent he just couldn't hack it as a starter but he's really been able to transition into a a devastating lefty out of the pen and uh it's great to see look the pitching was was great last night uh, they shut him out right i mean they got shut out the night before they shut out the mets the next night and again a game they really had to have the offense went cold for a while but in the midst of that Vinny velasquez in the Fourth inning, uh, hit Todd Frazier. It didn't even, I wasn't sure if he hit him on purpose or not, but he hit him in the arm. And uh, I guess that was kind of like the retaliation for the night before. Um, and then uh, I don't know why you would hit the leadoff man in the inning. John Cruck kept making that point, and I thought it was a really sound one. It makes no sense to put the leadoff guy on, wait for an inning where you've got two outs, nobody on, and and then hit somebody, and then you know, go back and try and get the last out of the inning. So I don't know, but that was, you know, whatever. And again, it was a really weird situation for the, um, the, the beat him, don't beat him, whatever to do. Because uh, like I said, at the top of the show, the first and foremost, the number one thing they had to do was win the game. That was really paramount. The only thing that truly mattered. And you can't mess around with hitting guys and putting runners on base in situations, especially in what was a one-run game until the end of the game. Um, you know, you can't mess around with that. And that's something that um, – so in that situation, it's tough. But at the same time, you also have to you know defend your players and the unwritten rules and all that. But here's the caveat to that. You also have to remember that these teams are going to play each other, what, 13 more times this season or 12 more times, something like that. So – there's going to be a lot of opportunities for them to retaliate down the road just because, you know, it doesn't happen in this series doesn't mean it's not going to happen, especially in a series where the umps are watching and all that type of stuff. But um, there will certainly be more retaliation as we'll get to. But uh, I don't know. I thought I couldn't even tell that he hit him on purpose or not, but I I guess it, uh, it worked. Again, unfortunately, the bats went cold for a while. Uh, frustrating they couldn't get to Jason Vargas. Jason Vargas is just not good. I mean, he's pumping fastballs in there at 86 miles an hour. I was floored they couldn't get anything going against that guy. He is ripe for the picking of a good offense, but the Phillies not able to get going. They really have struggled offensively. They bust out in the eighth inning, but again, I feel like an inning here, an inning there, but 
still not right where they need to be offensively, but Reese Hoskins with a, a monster game. Uh, Reese in the eighth inning, a triple in the eighth inning. Uh, and then right after that, he had a uh, triple. He was giving him a triple, which is nice. It was bobbled by uh, Nimmo, I think it was out there, but uh, ultimately a triple for Reese. You won't see that very often. Then uh, Franco singles him in 2 nothing. Then uh, Sean Rodriguez, a couple hours later, runners at first and second, lays down just a, a perfect sacrifice bunt for all the the crowd out there is like, Gabe never plays small ball. And I know there's a huge crowd out there that says that. Here you go. That was for you guys. Gabe played small ball there. He moved the runners over, and it ultimately worked out well because uh, the uh, uh, Westchester's own Phil Gosling comes in in a pinch hit situation and knocks an RBI single, making it 3 nothing. Then Roman Quinn fleeting here, as you'll find out, a brilliant drag bunt down the first base line to make it four to nothing. Somehow after that, though, Roman Quinn is is hurt. And it wasn't right after that play. Like he's on the bases, he ends up at second base somehow, and then all of a sudden, um, like in the middle of play, it's uh, the trainer's going out there and Roman Quinn's leaving the game and Aaron Altair's coming in. So that's frustrating to see because you feel bad for Roman Quinn. You just can't seem to stay healthy, but... It's also frustrating for the Phillies in that, um, you know, that is a uh, a guy that they can't count on to stay healthy in uh, a position they're um, not deep at right now with Odubo Herrera hurt and all the injuries that they've had. So we'll see how that shakes out. But it certainly didn't look good at knowing Quinn's history. You know, you never expect him to be um, back when something like this happens in, in any sort of time. It was really a brilliant drag bunt. It really was. Um, and uh, you don't see RBI bunts that often, like purposeful RBI buns and that was one of them. So it was, it was cool seeing. So then uh, for nothing, we said uh, I told you Adam Morgan just uh, is is a monster in the eighth inning. Then we get to the ninth inning and we get a really interesting situation as Jacob Rame coming in, the guy who threw Reese Hoskins' head last night twice, didn't get kicked out, comes in. Wouldn't you know it? The middle of the order coming up for the Phils. Bryce Harper works a walk. Up strides the plate, one Mr. Reese Hoskins. Rhesus to some. And Reese steps up to the plate against the guy who threw his head twice last night. And what does Reese do? Mr. Flair for the dramatic. Mr. Clutch guy who likes to hit big home runs. And this was certainly one in terms of, maybe not in terms of uh, uh, the game. It was already 4 nothing, but in terms of the moment. As Reese takes Jacob Rame Yard, a home run, a towering home run that wasn't certainly, it did, didn't clear the fence by that much, but really high arcing home run of Jacob Rame. And what does Reese Hoskins do? What does Reese Hoskins do? Reese Hoskins takes the slowest trot around the bases I have ever seen apparently according to the broadcast it took he took a 34 second trot around the bases the longest in the majors this season it was a very clear definitive slow trot he is eyeing jacob rame down as he's running around the bases and guess what good for you rees that was awesome and and i think deserved look uh the phillies really didn't retaliate like they could have and and like i said before i think there's a lot of time for retaliation and Look, baseball is what it is. People will retaliate. They'll remember it down the road, all that. But for Reese to get the opportunity to face that guy again the next night, in the ninth inning again, by the way, 
And for him to be able to take him yard, I think that it was the right thing for Reese to do to take his opportunity to, um, you know, he's not in that situation. He's not asking a pitcher to throw at a batter for him. He's not asking anything. He's beating the guy who did that to him with his bat. And then he's taking the opportunity to say, yeah, I deserve to take this opportunity and slow trot around the bat. Just the slowest trot. It was, ah, karma. It was everything. It was it was the best. And I think for me personally, it's my favorite moment of the season this year, other than maybe the opening day on and just the idea of Bryce Harper coming out on the field for the Phillies. But um, Reese Hoskins, that was awesome. Awesome, awesome, awesome. And look, as we discussed, more games this season, that will earn retaliation from the Mets. Get ready. At some point, Reese Hoskins will get thrown out again. That's the way baseball works. They're, if I had to bet money, I think they're what? There are 12 games left. They played them six times, so there are 12 games left against the Mets this year. If I had to bet money on it, I would I would bet on a bench-clearing brawl happening during one of those 12 games. I just would bet on it. I think that's where we're headed. And you know what? It's I don't want anyone fighting or getting hurt, but it's great to have Phillies Mets back. It's great to have that series, that matchup, that rivalry mean something again. We all remember how much we hated the Mets in 07 and 08 and that time period and 06 and, and those teams and David Wright and you know Piazza before that, all these guys, and we hated them. And now... Uh, you know, it's been a while because we haven't really hated anybody because we haven't been able to kind of be as excited about the Phils lately, but now it's back and both teams are atop the division at 13 and 11. Um, they're both talented. They're both going to be there all year. And this is going to be a really fun thing to track, a fun thing to watch. Um, so uh, I- I'm pumped. I-, I think Philly's Mets is one of the great rivalries in this city in Philadelphia and Again, it's been a little while since it mattered, and it should matter, and it's fun that it matters. And I think that you're going to see that in the NL East in general, the Nats rivalry, the Braves rivalry, which we saw come back a little bit last year too. It's great. We love to hate these teams. And the NL East is is just a good division. All four of these teams are talented. All four of these teams have young talent growing like Pete Alonso, as we've seen with the Mets, is just a hell of a young player. We've seen, obviously, Ronald Acuna and Ozzy Albies, especially Acuna with the Braves and some of those young pitchers they have. And then the Nationals with Rendon and Victor Robles and, of course, Juan Soto. I mean, there's just a ton of talent on these teams. And then, of course, there's the Marlins. But um, I think this is going to be a division that that – it's going to be fun for a while, and hopefully the Phillies can find a way to navigate through because it it's certainly – you need to win it. Otherwise, you're in that one-game wild card, which is obviously winnable, and you can go far after that. But it's tough to put yourself in a one-game situation, uh, especially like, look, if uh, let's say two teams from the uh, NL East get the wild card, it's the Mets and the Phillies and some of the Braves and the Nats win the division, then – you got to go to a wild card game and go up against Jacob DeGrom or whatever, you know, or you got to go up against Scherzer if it's the Nationals. There's so many incantations that are scary. Um, so winning the division is important, and every game does matter, and I think the Phillies have made a point of of showing that, and that's why I think last night's win was, was a big one because they needed a win, and every win matters, but that one 
was a little extra. All right, coming up, we will uh, uh, go through some news and notes, uh, uh, some roster moves prior to the game, and uh, look ahead to a weekend of baseball coming up. Uh, I guess still not a weekend quite yet, as we still have tonight's game, but Thursday through Sunday, a four-game series with the Marlins as the Marlins come to town the Phillies coming home and ending their stretch of 17 straight days of baseball. They have an off day on Monday. So I'm sure the Phillies are excited to get a day off, and I think they certainly need one. We'll dive into all that coming up. And more, it's Phillies Today. It's James Seltzer. We're coming right back. We are back, Phillies Today. James Seltzer. Before I move on, I I meant to mention, remiss to mention in, in watching the game last night, Shout out to all the Phillies fans up in New York. The Let's Go Phillies chants were very audible over the TV. Many points throughout the game, especially towards the end. Shout out to the Phillies fans. There were tons of them there. You could see them all night on the broadcast, and the the chants were loud. So very, very cool to see. All right, prior to the game yesterday, I mentioned Sean Rodriguez laying down a sweet sag bunt uh, for those small ball people out there. He also had a double later as well. Um, but Sean, Sean Rodriguez called up from uh, AAA um, yesterday prior to the game. Rodriguez, 34, uh, has played a lot of baseball, has been a Ray and a Pirate and a, a number of other just, uh, spots. Um, more experience than Phil Gosselin, has played a lot more shortstop than Phil Gosselin. Uh, Gosselin's still here, as obviously they both played last night. Eniel De Los Santos also recalled from AAA, brought up, and uh, Mitch Walding. And Drew Anderson were sent back down to the minors as the Phillies have been doing a lot of this roster shuffling with a lot of these guys. And also say goodbye to James Pazos. Pazos designated for assignment, so he will very likely be gone. But uh, Rodriguez, look, a nice... Uh, they say they also brought him up for the veteran presence. I could see that. He's been around for a while, been around baseball a lot. Funny uh, note they said on the broadcast, he was also someone who played with Gabe Kapler. So this is the first person that Kapler is managing that he actually played with on the same team. I believe they were on the Rays together. So uh, very cool stuff there. That is a, that's a, a fun nugget. It must be a weird thing to, to have someone come in and be like, oh, uh, we were teammates, but now you're my manager. So what's up, Skip? What, what do we do now? Very cool. Uh, must be interesting. I'm, I'm excited to hear those guys talk about it. I'm sure someone will ask Kapler about it as next, uh, you know, at some point along the line here. So that'll be interesting uh, to hear and see as well. Um, all right. Um, obviously, coming up in a minute, we'll look ahead to this upcoming series with the Marlins over the weekend. One other thing I wanted to mention, though, um, from yesterday, Gabe Kapler was on with Angelo Cataldi on WIP prior to the game. And if you get a chance, go back and listen to that interview. It's on 94WIP.com. Um, he was as testy and short as I've ever heard him. Uh, it was, um, and obviously it was coming off the night where the 9 nothing loss and the tosses at reason uh, in the ninth inning uh, from Jacob Rame, a.k.a. Jacob Lame. I'm a dad. I'm allowed to make jokes like that. Um, but, um, Kapler was really ticked off. You could tell he was ticked off about the Rame situation. He was ticked off about the way the team played. He was given really short answers and I just thought it was really interesting. I think between the Kapler we saw with Harper, uh, the first game of the series when Harper gets ejected and coming out with that insane look and the fire and 
bodying Harper out of the way. That guy. And then the uh, the guy I heard on Angelo, I think we're starting to see a, a bit of a um a tougher cabler, a bit of a, a cabler with a, a bit of a, a harder exterior, a guy who's gonna be a little bit more willing to not put on a public facade in certain ways and to, to be a little bit more real, a little bit more um, rough uh, around the edges in certain ways in a good way. And uh, as we good to see, I feel like Kapler's got an edge to him right now. And I, I want this team to have an edge to them. And I, I was happy to see how they played last night. Granted, the offense went really cold against Vargas, but the staff hung in there, made got big outs, and then ultimately the Phillies, um, you know, pull away and I think the Reese slow trot is certainly something that his teammates absolutely loved and will be all in on and and maybe it gets this team um rolling a little bit more here as um uh but I again uh, they they've kind of been lifeless for all but again like I mentioned too um they're in 13 days into a stretch of baseball of 17 straight days with baseball. I mean, that's a that's a serious stretch. That's a rough a rough run. It is a grind. It really does tire you out. It really is something that will get to you. And uh, the Phillies six and seven during that stretch. So it's actually not like they've been that bad, and they have a chance now with four at home against the Marlins to you know, maybe kind of salvage this trip and, uh, or this, uh, this stretch. I mean, if they could play better than 500 ball over a stretch where they have 17 straight days with the games, that's a ton. I mean, that's a really long stretch with baseball. And, uh, and it, I think that it's worn them down a little bit here. And I think the off day on Monday will be absolutely crucial, but I do think that that is a, a factor here. I think they've been kind of worn down by the, the stretch of baseball and, I'm hoping that last night energized him a little bit, and I think it should, and I think it will, and it was a big win, so that's what we're hoping for. All right, looking ahead here, we have a four-game series with the Marlins tonight. Big night. It's a Nola night as Nola takes on Caleb Smith. Smith was uh, really good against the uh, Phillies down in Miami, really shut him down. And uh, look, Nola, uh, this is uh, uh, Nola. Looked solid in Colorado, solid. Uh, he started out rough, and then as we talked about, kind of found his way and was able to get some big outs, but certainly hasn't looked Aaron Nola-like yet, and this is a nice spot for him. I against Miami, home, Miami offense is really bad. This is a good spot for him. We need to see Aaron Nola go out and, and dominate these guys. They need back-to-back -back wins. That would be big um, to kind of get on a roll here, and they're coming home, and... Um, Nola is way better than this offense. So big one for Nola. I think, uh, it's an important one in my mind. It's again, it's still early. It's not May yet even, but, uh, I think it's a big one for Nola and hopefully he can rise to the occasion and back at home. It's hard to judge him too much on something that happens in Colorado. Anyways, the ball doesn't move there the way it's supposed to, but, um, hopefully Nola can get it done tonight. Tomorrow, uh, Jared Eikhoff will take the hill. Uh, nice to see, well, nice to see him get a start outside Colorado as well. Him against Jose Urena, Jake Arrieta against Trevor Richards on Saturday. Richards, we didn't get to see last time. He's a really nice young pitcher. And then uh, Sunday, Zach Eflin against Pablo Lopez. We didn't get to see Pablo Lopez last time either. Lopez coming off an outstanding start against the Indians. So, um, 
yeah, it should be a fun weekend. The the Marlins have pretty solid pitching. The the offense is terrible. Phillies obviously took two of three last time down in Miami, uh, but it wasn't easy with the fourteen inning affair that they ultimately won on the Gene Segura home run. Hopefully they get Gene Segura back soon. I think there's a potential for this weekend against the Marlins, but regardless, um, they should be able to handle the Marlins. I think three of four is not uh, an unacceptable ask, and I think that's what you're hoping for. So either way, we'll be back to talk about what they do uh, tomorrow uh, to react and uh, to look ahead to the weekend and a whole lot more as well. So thank you for listening to Phillies today right here on the Phillies 24-7 Network.